Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Complete Wedding Photography Podcast, dedicated to couples who are planning their wedding and looking to improve every aspect of photography as it relates to their wedding. So today we're going to be discussing a first look and how to plan the best first look. So some of you may be asking, what is a first look? A first look is the point on your wedding day, which the couple sees each other for the first time. This is usually in reference to when the couple sees each other for the first time before the ceremony. That's how the term is being used uh, more and more these days. I would guesstimate that about half of today's couples are choosing to have a first look before their ceremony. And the reason that they're doing this is because it actually has a lots of benefits that makes the rest of the day just flow a lot more smoothly. Some of those benefits include having more private time with each other. Anyone who's ever been married knows that even though it's your wedding day, unless you build pockets of private time in with your partner, you don't actually spend a lot of time with your partner on your wedding day. You spend a lot of time welcoming guests, thanking guests for sharing the day with you, taking pictures with everyone else, and basically just being present with all your guests. And unless you purposely and intentionally doing this with your new spouse, you don't end up spending a lot of time on your wedding day with your spouse, which is very unfortunate. So if you plan a first look, this is more intentional time spent with your spouse on your wedding day. A first look also provides more opportunity to create more intimate images on your wedding day. A lot of these images from the first look can actually even become portraits that are unposed, more photojournalistic, more candid portraits because they're they end up telling a very genuine, organic, true story of the day. When a first look is done, it allows 
all of your family posed formal portraits to happen before the ceremony and is actually one of my favorite things because for me, the family formal portrait time is the most stressful part of the day for me. And because of that, this relieves so much stress, I believe not only for the family, but for the photographer as well. So what are the drawbacks? What are the drawbacks of having a first look on your wedding day? Well, if you consider yourself a traditional couple, if you're leaning more towards being a traditional couple, you have to see each other before the ceremony in order for this to happen. You have to be completely dressed much earlier in the day. Also, um, if you're going to take full advantage of having that first look, your family has to arrive much earlier in the day. Everyone who is needed for those family formals, so if that's going to be your parents, your grandparents, your extended family that you want for that big group family portrait, all of the people needed for those photos are going to have to be there much earlier in the day. You know, instead of arriving right before ceremony time, they're going to be needed, you know, about an hour and a half to two hours before your ceremony time. And then a lot of couples worry about this first look ruining the moment that they're going to see each other when they actually walk down the aisle. So those are the drawbacks. I also have to just quickly add that my couples that have chosen to do the first look, I haven't actually seen or noticed that it ruined their walk down the aisle. Though the walks down the aisle for my couples that have chosen to do the first look, in my opinion, as an observer, have been just as impactful and emotional and genuine as were the couples who chose not to have the first look. So when do you schedule these first looks? If you are worried about your guests seeing you completely done up, if you're a bride, if that's you in your dress or, um, you know, whatever other wedding attire you have on, if you are wary, worried about your guests seeing how you are going to present yourself on your wedding day and you want to keep that as a surprise for most of your guests, I would suggest that you schedule your first look so that the first look is completed and that all your family formals are completed, and then you still have an hour before your ceremony starts. And you might think, well, wow, that's a lot of time that nothing is happening. Why, why do I need to schedule it so early in the day, Tammy? Well, let me tell you. 98% of the weddings that I photograph, there is always a handful of guests who are super excited, overzealous, want to get a great seat, um, super punctual. I don't, I don't know what 
is going on in these guests' mind, but there is always a handful of guests who will no doubt without fail show up to your ceremony an hour before the ceremony starts. I promise you. And if you are doing this first look within that hour, if you are doing family formal portraits within that hour, and you are doing these anywhere that there is a chance that your guests are going to see you. So if these are on the lawn, if these are in the chapel, if these are anywhere in public viewing, um, if, if these are being done anywhere where the public can see you, these guests will see you. And they will watch. They will sit down. They will take a seat like they bought a a spectator ticket and they will watch. So if you don't want that to happen on your ceremony day, leave a padded hour between the time you are finished with either your first look or if you're taking full advantage by the time you are finished with your family formal portraits and then the time your ceremony starts. Okay, now your next question may be, well, what are we going to do in that hour? Are we just going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs? The answer is absolutely not. So during that hour, well, actually, it's not going to be an entire hour because the last 10 to 15 minutes of that hour, you are going to be starting to line up for your ceremony. So it's only going to actually be about 50, 45 to 50 minutes. So during that 45 to 50 minutes, you are going to grab snacks so that you're not fainting at the altar. You're going to hydrate so you are not fainting or passing out at the altar. You are going to relax. If you have memorized your vows, you're going to take this time to review your vows so you are not forgetting those at the altar. If you are a female or a male who is wearing any sort of makeup on your wedding day, you're going to take this time to have your makeup artist uh, touch up your makeup in case you cried or showed any sort of emotion during your first look. If you kissed and smudged something, your makeup artist will be there to do your makeup touch-ups. And you can also use this time to exchange wedding gifts with your partner if you didn't do that during the first look or with your wedding party. So there is something that you can fill this 45 minutes with. It just doesn't have to go back to your suite and sit and wait. There's something you can fill it with. All right. If you are still 100% totally adverse to having a first look, there are alternatives. You can do what are called no peak options. No peak as in meaning we will meet somewhere before the ceremony, but we will not actually see each other. So we will meet around a corner. We will meet back to back, but we will not actually lay eyes on each other. So alternatives for a no peak first look are a no peak prayer. We will meet, we will hold hands and we will pray with or without our officiant, our celebrant, our pastor, we can meet before the ceremony and have a no peak touch. We can just meet and hold hands and exchange some words of affection with each other. We can have a no peak gift exchange 
Or if we don't even want to take the chance where we think we might ruin the emotion and excitement of walking down the aisle and seeing each other for the first time, we don't even have to have this pre-ceremony exchange with our partners at all. We can involve someone else. So we can have a first look with dad, a first look with our grandparents, a first look with our wedding party, or even a first look with our fur baby. I know there are so many couples out there who are incorporating the fur babies into their wedding days, and these are some of the sweetest moments as well. However, any of these alternatives really doesn't offer any solutions to the timeline. So if you're not having a first look with your actual partner, that doesn't offer the solution of getting all of those family formal portraits taken care of prior to your wedding, which means that after the ceremony, you're not free to go to straight to cocktail hour or to go straight to taking bride and groom creative portraits. However, all of these scenarios do make opportunities for great memories and great photos. So whatever you decide to do, whether it is the first look with your partner or a no peak prayer, no peak gift exchange, no peak touch, or a first look with your dad, your grandparent, your fur baby, or your wedding party, all of these are ways to make your wedding day unique and to do what you want to do on your wedding day. So best of luck planning your day the way you want to do it. Remember, it is your day and you can have it your way. That is what I tell all my couples. Do it the way you want to do it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can learn more about planning the perfect photographs for your wedding day by buying my book, The Complete Wedding Guide to Photography for Couples Getting Married. To learn more about that, Go to my website, Complete Wedding Photography. The book is dropping on October 4th. You can join my Facebook group. Search for that, Complete Wedding Photography. It's a private Facebook group, but you should be able to search for it and find it. If you want to know more about my wedding photography, you can log on to that website at atagirlphoto.com. That is A-T-A-girlphoto.com. And you can find more information about my wedding photography also on Instagram, Pinterest, everywhere else, TikTok, just everywhere at atagirlphoto, A-T-A-girlphoto. All right, guys, thank you all for listening and I will catch y'all next time. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.